This is Jen's XYZ Podcast. This space is created for ethically diverse content creators to discuss generational challenges, rivalries, breakdowns. It is a safe space for voices to be heard, collaborated, while bridging the generational gap with engaging dialogues on controversial topics, music, politics, religion, business, relationships, mental health, social justice, and equalities. We plan to have real talk to transform lives. So join us. I'm your host, Denise Hanson lawrence Joining me are the co-hosts, Kelly, Danielle, Rachel, Robin, Gabriel, Paris, Sanchez, and Kelly with an I. Jen's XYZ Podcast. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's Kelly with an I. Uh, today, we're having a special topic. Uh, we are going to be talking about when is it time to leave a relationship? Um, we've got a couple people on here today. We've got uh, Kelly Stewart. We've got Sanchez. We've got, of course, Miss Denise. We have uh, Miss Suzette, who's Kelly's mom, special guest. We're so excited to have her. And we also have Gabe. So I'm going to just jump in and uh, start with my point of view. So um, for me in the past, it's always been hard for me to know when that line is of when is it time to just cut the cord? Do we give it another month? Do we give it another week? Do we keep trying? When is the part? When's the decision? And um, for me personally, what I have figured out so far in my life is whenever I hear that last thing that I'm like, ain't no way. There's no way that you did that. There's no way that you said that. There's no, nope. There's no reason for any of this to be happening right now. Nope. Is done. Is over. I can't do this no more. And in my own history, I have been the one that's like 99% of the time breaking up with people. So maybe that's a bad thing for me. I don't know. Maybe I'll get you guys your opinion, but I'm always the one that's like, nope, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> so Yeah. Anyone that wants to jump in, anyone else have an opinion or some advice? Girl, listen, I'm going to come back at this at the end, but I'll say this. When it's time to go, it's time to go. How do you know when it's time to go? Because you're thinking that it's time to go. Okay? The fact that you're thinking about it, constantly contemplating it, wandering it. I'm not talking about outside influence. I'm talking about just you yourself because you have gone from it already. The fact that you're thinking it's time to go, it's mean that you've already left. And I just think it's time to go. It's time to go. You don't need to wait until the whole house burned down. You smelt the smoke. You know where the smoke is coming from. You saw when they lit the fire. It's time to go. And I'll come back. Denise. Oh, man, I love that. Um, you Yes, I love what you guys are saying. Um, I definitely wasn't a person that left when I should have left. I feel like almost every relationship, yeah, there's always like, eh, maybe I should go, maybe I should go. Um, and I didn't. I stayed for reasons that I shouldn't have stayed. And, you know, I had to learn and grow from that. But um, yeah, most people don't leave when they when they know that they need to leave. Um, and I want to talk about like why is that? Why do you guys think people stay in something that they know is not healthy for them, that they no longer are 
benefiting from until he gets to a point where it's just like, all right, it gets, you know, the house is on fire and you're trying to run out and all that stuff. So why do you guys think that is? Yeah, those are good points. I think the best time to leave kind of to what Denise was saying is recognizing the symbols and the sign. But I think part of the reason why people come into my to our lives, I'm assuming we're talking about, um, you know, romantic relationships, but I think we can generalize it a little bit in terms of any relationship we have with anybody, um, you know, and I'm always of the mentality that life is a school and, you know, the relationships that we have with people are classrooms. So similar to a classroom, when you finish 10th grade, you don't get to sit in the desk of that class. You have to move on to the next grade, right? So I think for us, when we're in relationships with people, it's important to recognize that they're there for a reason. They're there to teach us something. Now, do we fail tests? Of course we do. And then what happens? You have to take the test over and ultimately maybe even repeat the grade. So if we're talking about um, romantic relationships now, I think the reason why a lot of times we hop from relationship to relationship or it's tough finding us what we call quote unquote successful relationship is similar to why we fail a test multiple times because we're not learning what we're supposed to learn. We're not studying as much as we're supposed to be studying and therefore our outcomes aren't what we desire. So how well you know yourself, I think can give you indication of when you should or shouldn't leave a relationship. If you know yourself well, you'll be able to recognize the signs easier, um, make adjustments sooner and uh, kind of avoid as many failures as possible. You said something Sanchez, when you know yourself well, I think a lot of the time it's because people don't know themselves well enough why they why we because I'm going to include myself in that because I've been there why we end up staying in things that we no longer need but yes Denise what do you have to say uh now I was just going to jump on what Gabe just shared earlier um in terms of the um I know I started by saying yeah you leave but some for some people it's not as easy to leave right and you brought that up as a question like why is it Unfortunately, I think for a lot of women, and I'll speak from a woman perspective, a lot of women stay in relationships because of insecurity and self-esteem. So when that is devalued, their value now becomes the relationship. It becomes the other individual and all that is tied in. And so when that's broken down, they feel like they have nothing else. They feel like they have no value anymore. Like who's gonna pick me up? Who's gonna want me? How can I go into another? So that has a lot to do with it as well. Um, sadly as well, some people are in it for something and they're like, I ain't leaving until I get this or I'm not leaving without this. Even if I'm going to be one leg and one arm, I'm not leaving until this is done. So again, motives, um, hidden motives. Some people they'll see the signs and they'll feel the burn, but or, or the burn, the fire is there, but they're not feeling it. It's like their body is numb. They've been in it for so long and it's numb. And then for some people, it's you know what? I think it's worth fighting for. How much do I want to lose in fighting for this? And then for some people, it's like, hey, I worked hard on this. To have somebody else get this that I worked on, I'll die first before somebody else get it. So again, it's the motive, it's the mindset of the individual that's in it. Um, what are we in it for? What are we looking out of it? And where is the value? And that insecurity, that self-esteem issue, financial dependency, codependency, all of that 
has a lot to do with it. You know, um, maybe they've been rejected before and they think that this is norm. So they'll stay in it because, okay, at least he or she's coming home. You know, we may not sleep together in the same room, but they coming home, right? Okay. And for some people it's the numbers. So yeah, we've been married for 25 years, married, but living single, right? But it's the look on the outside. Oh, we're happily married, but we go home and we're not speaking. So it's, it's people's mindset. We're all, we're all different, right? So I think we need to bear that in mind as well. Sanchez, what say you? Uh, all right. Um, no, you made a great point. There's a myriad of, of dependency factors that, you know, go into why people actually, you know, stay when it's really past their time. Um, I, uh, when it comes down to relationships, uh, I'm of the opinion that from me, before anything else, before a woman falls in love with me or whatever the case is, before love gets involved, there is a, a clear-cut established foundation of respect. Um, and, and if that is established, because for me, I don't care about, I, I mean, I'm a fan of love, but before that love comes into play, I want you to respect me. And if there's a blatant, I'm there, and is there, if there is some sort of, um, you know, disrespect that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's existential to me. I'm gonna go ahead and be like, you know, I am head out, you know. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I believe that, you know, even mentally, if if you if if you feel if you have to question, um, you know, your purpose in this in in any relationship, um, yeah, I think that's the time to go. Now, with the, the if you should, you know, make it larger and you talk about like people, um, so you know, your friendships, interactions, acquaintances, and stuff. Um, I have a sort of a different take because, you know, I believe that uh, there's a saying, my, you know, my guardian always told me, you have to have good friends, bad friends, and indifferent ones, right? Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, you and, the, you know, you and everybody is buddy-buddy, but if it is that you know how to move in a way that's sort of maneuverable and flexible, you know, these people will all, you know, um, they, they, they all have some role in your life, whether it is some, you know, a big role, a small role, you know, you're the, you know, you're, I look at you as, you know, you're the, you're the main character of your life. So people will play roles in it. So that's how I look at it. Um, versus, you know, when a relationship is now like, all right, cool. You flagrantly cross this line, go. Um, so that's my take. Great. Thanks. Suzette, what do say you on this topic? Um, well, when it's time to leave, um, for me, I am a person who always try to put myself first and, you know, making, you have to make a choice and you have to choose yourself first and you have to sit back and examine what that is like. And also when you, you're in a relationship, you're gonna figure out like, what does that relationship you know, should be? Or what is it that you want and what should it look like? So you have to do a lot of soul searching. And at the end of the day, for me personally, I'm gonna pick myself first, always. You know, 
not to say that it's easy to do, it's very hard because you're like, there's so many good moments at times and you're like, man, you wanna stay, but then it's just like, ah, this is not going so well with my soul. So that decision had to be made and it, it's not easy. It's absolutely not easy. And also if you're in a relationship and you're having set it off moments, definitely it's time to go. I don't know if you guys understand what set it off moments are. No, like I was just about like to you're ask. You're Jamaican you starting to come out. And you're imagining these things that are not good to do to this person. <laughs> it's time to go. So yeah, for me, it's, it's always putting yourself first and figure out what you want your life to look like. And yeah, you have to protect your, your inner person. Okay, Ms. You, uh, you can get lost in, in relationships. And once you start losing yourself and um, compromising and all that stuff, it's, it's not good. It will wear, uh, wear you down. Then you're gonna try to, all these years, trying to figure out who you are and try to build yourself back. So that's um, my take on that for now. Okay, no, I definitely hear that. Um, you said put yourself first, and you, towards the end of your uh, your, your monologue there, you went ahead and said like compromise, like no compromising, or it's that effect. Um, if you put yourself first, aren't you in a way, you know, crippling, you know, the sustenance of that relationship? I'm just asking. Just curious. I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that. No, no, I don't believe so. So if you put yourself first and, you know, I, I, I guess there is there is an idea of reciprocity between two people in a relationship. Um, so if it is that, you know, you put yourself first, aren't you almost as if undermining the wants, the desires and needs of the other person, if it is that you can also accommodate those? I think putting yourself first doesn't mean ignoring um, other person's issues. It's just understanding that you can't, you can't be something for people if you yourself can't be that for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm drowning. I have to save myself in order to help you. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think that um, that's what she means by that. Um, but yeah, like you have to put yourself first in everything because at the end of the day, it's you. If you're not okay with you, you're not going to be okay with whoever you um whoever you interact with in life. Does that make sense? No, no, no. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, not as okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that's that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I also think she's talking also from the perspective of when uh as she said earlier, Sanchez, about in the relationship, when it gets to that point where it's time to go, it's a decision about putting yourself first, meaning you see that you are depleting, you see that this is not healthy, you see that this is not safe, you see that you yourself are fading away. And so you have to put yourself first in terms of, you know what, this has already taken a toll on me mentally, emotionally and physically, and who knows, financially, and for some even spiritually. So in all aspects, I have been wasted this just almost shell left. It's just bones and it's breaking as well. So when do you take care of you, right? So I think um, based on what she said, you know, after you've been through it and you start looking at it, it's like, you have to take that moment and say, hey, 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 girl, hey, guy, there's life. 
come on, there's more to it than this. So again, if the relationship is of such where it takes everything off you, all flesh, and the bones are brittle at this point, why stay? Why die there? Why stay there and die? It's like, you know, the Bible talks about the lepers, right? They're like, okay, if we stay outside of the gate, we will die from hunger. But if we go beyond the gate, the king and the people over there, the enemy, they may kill us. But why stay here and die? Let's make a move. So, you know, and they made a move and they survived. So the thing is, sometimes you have to make that move. You sit there because you're comfortable and this has become norm, but you're going to die. So if I'm going to die, let me die trying. If I'm going to die, let me die trying. So if I'm going to die, let me go out of this relationship and get the help because I may just live after this and learn from my lessons and what my takeaways are and then moving forward. But why sit there and die? Okay, no, that's a very great point now. Um, so that now leads me to ask. What would be the difference between going through a moment, a tumultuous moment in your relationship versus, all right, I need to go? Yeah. That's the, you want to answer that or Gabe? Go ahead, Gabe. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I think it depends on um, how many reps you have in in that relationship. So, like, we have to have a really good wherewithal of understanding, okay, this is a moment or this is a habit, right? So moments strung together become habits and patterns. So if we recognize one moment in a, in a vacuum, that can be dealt with individually or in that moment, right? But when you're relating with someone, you're also sacrificing, right? Because you can also uh, bring me down in a way. If we're agreeing to paddle this boat together and it's a, a two-person boat, I am trusting and sacrificing potentially my life, my finances, my well-being on the the belief or the trust that you will be there to support me in that way so if we're in a position where we're dealing with moments in time well that's expected you can have a 20-year 50-year marriage and have many moments in time where you know there's ups and downs there's arguments and things like that but I think that's a little bit different from like recognizing a clear and glaring pattern right so one way you can do that and understand when you need to leave is charting the patterns with the individual, right? So this is a, a practical tool you can use in a relationship. So if you're hearing and listening right now, and you're considering you're on the fence about whether I should stay or, or should I go, um, I would say chart the patterns of your mate and chart your responses to those patterns over an extended period of time, maybe a week, maybe a month, maybe three months, depending on how bad things are going at that moment. And if you begin to see patterns and, um, no changes, even if you experiment, because this is all a grand experiment. You experiment with that relationship and say, okay, this week I tried this. I tried speaking to them directly. It didn't work. Okay, let me try this next week, this separate thing. Maybe I try to wait till I'm um, not angry anymore first and then speak because last week I spoke when I was angry, right? So you are also charged with being the grand scientist in that relationship and recognizing the patterns. And if this is a glaring pattern that you can't change or it's a small upheaval. And that's ultimately up to you to decide. Wow. I love that. I love that. Uh, Kelly, um, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly with an eye. Do you have anything to say on this? Cause I don't want to like jump on what Gabe just said. Cause I, it's just like triggered me, but go ahead, Kelly. Oh no. I, I appreciate all this feedback. Cause like, just like what Gabe was saying, I never thought about that, about like, 
because that's one thing that I think is really hard for me and also a lot of people is you um you know when you go through a bad time with somebody once the time's over sometimes you kind of get like amnesia like you forgot that that situation happened until the next thing happens but if you're kind of like consciously being like okay in this situation this is how this person reacted and it bothered me because of xyz I'm going to talk to them about specifically that's why that was and if there's not a change in that or if there's not any improvement then you know that kind of shows you where you're at and I don't think a lot of people think about it in that way Gabe I feel like a lot of people are just going moment to moment instead of looking at it as a whole like that and I think that's really powerful way to look at it. Sanchez, any closing remarks on this? Oh, no, no, uh, no, nah, no, my man said it was a grand experiment. Um, and I, I, I definitely, um, I relate, relate well with what you said. Um, no, that's, that's, that's all I have to say. That's, that's it. Well, we're going to all just give our closing remarks at this time and then have Kelly, uh, give hers, uh, at the end, because, uh, this was her topic as well. Um, I think for me, um, relationship in general, it depends, right? So for my marriage, I'm gonna fight for my marriage. Bless the Lord, I got me a good one this time, <laughs> right? So like Gabe said earlier, um, lessons learned, right? From the previous, um, what lesson did you take away? What are you doing? Uh, the communication, I'm gonna fight for mine. So let's say there is a moment, if it's a vacuum, then we deal with that moment. Right over the years, you ought to be able to uh, been able now to identify certain behaviors and patterns about your partner. And by this time, you should be able to have great communication or at least working on that so you can chart and you can speak and you can share and you can have dialogue, you can have conversation and you have to look at it as what have we invested and what we have invested is it worth walking away or is it worth working out now there are other factors as to what will cause you to want to think to go if there's abuse if there's such and such then that's that's a whole different topic right but i'm just talking in general now in general relationships in terms of friendships and um, business partnership or ministry or anything like that i think those also need to be evaluated as well and if you are giving so much of you and getting nothing in return, that's a sign. I think those are flags. Um, you know, I've had friendship over the years where I was like, wait a minute. Oh, no, girlfriend, no, sis, we got to stop right here. Uh-uh. I can, you can never be there for me in my time of need, but I'm there all the time for your need. 30, 20 years. No, sis, it's ending. Just like that. And I just sent a note saying, hey, sorry, but this is where we end. This is where we end. I don't need to explain because if I explain, I realize over the years I've been explaining and you still never get it. I'll be explaining in a text and before the text is just got to you, you're sending me something back about yourself. And I'm saying, hey, we need to talk about this right here. You know, and I had a beautiful relationship the other day that almost went under attack. And, you know, I am glad that relationship was saved by God because this person means a whole lot to me. And it, she was gracious enough to say, hey, can we talk for a minute? And I'm telling you, 
the epiphany that happened out of our honest, transparent dialogue, like, wait a minute. So when you said this, this was what you meant? Oh, well, I misinterpreted. And just the honesty, the pure, heartfelt honesty. I'm telling you, I'm like, listen, ain't no gates in hell gonna mess this thing up ever. And this wasn't outsiders. This was just us communicating one conversation and totally misunderstood each other. And I'm telling you, like you said, it was a vacuum moment, Gabe. And so I realized this is worth fighting for. This is what, because it's a divine relationship anyway, to begin with. So again, you have to look at the, the relationship, the value of it, and then you figure out the worth of it. And the worth of it depends on how you fight for it and fighting for it uh, meaning the conversations, meaning, you know, the prayer, meaning the get together, meaning the transparency, meaning, hey, let's just be honest. All right. So I'm going to give uh, Kelly a chance to give her piece, uh, Kelly with an I, before she go. And then the rest of us, Suzette, Kelly with a Y, and Gabe, you can give the closing mark. Go ahead, Kelly with an I. Okay, yeah. I mean, Denise, right there, that was amazing too. I never thought about it like that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just glad that I get to be on this with you guys and get to like the things that I think about that I have, you know, want to hear other people's point of view, that we get to all do that. And I think something like this, especially with your friendships, your relationships, your family relationships, your romantic relationships, having being able to look at them through this lens that we're all talking about really helps you give you that empowerment to say like, you know what, I deserve better than that, than how this person is to me. Is it, you know, like, like you just said, Denise, is it 30, 70, you know, is it 90, 10, like what's happening? You know, am I getting worn down and am I not worried about me anymore? And just worried about this other person, no matter what the relationship status is of what friendship, family, romantic, whatever. Um, that's very powerful. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Kelly. We always appreciate you with them. Great topics too, as well in your research. <laughs> uh, Suzette, and then um, the other Kelly, and then Gabe, and we'll close off on today. Yeah, uh, it was a wonderful conversation, wonderful topic. Um, yes, Denise was talking about communication. Communication is very important, and we, we do mis uh, you know mis have misunderstandings with the simplest things. Um, so that's... <laughs> is also one of the big reasons why a lot of people, you know, split up. And um, yeah, so that's my take on that for now. Thank you, Suzette. Kelly? Yeah, that was wonderful, Denise. I definitely could relate to um, what you were speaking about, especially about communication. Um, but I just wanted to say this. Kelly, you said you've ended um, like 99% of your relationships. I am so jealous of you. I wish I could have. <laughs> I wish I could have had the strength to do that. But there have been times where I have done it. And let me tell you, it felt, even though I, some people, not everybody, some people I was um, super sad about making the, the that, that decision. It felt so good once I made it. I didn't feel like I needed to go back and rehash or or reiterate something, make sure that they understood me. Like when it was done, there was literally no going back. And there are so many times in your life where these people come back into your life. 
And then you're just like, yeah, I still feel the same. Goodbye. You know, I just love that because that means, and that's proof that yes, this relationship definitely needed to end. And Auntie Denise, when you were talking about communication and you thought you two were having, um, when you guys were having just communication issues, that's really, really important. And I know my mom mentioned that as well, because that really does happen, especially how we communicate. I know through text, so many things get misinterpreted. Like, oh my gosh, that's why for me, I like to even talk over the phone or meet in person because things are a bit different. How someone says something, their tone, their body language, you know what I'm saying? Um, really just play into communication. A text isn't the most natural way to communicate. And I think that's where a lot of us kind of mess up because that's what we do because our lives are so busy and we do all of that. So that's really important. Um, so yeah, this was a really great topic. It really hits home um, for me, not just romantic relationships. Most of the time when you guys are talking, I'm thinking about um, friendships that I, I had to let go because, you know, I was being gaslit a lot of the times. And, you know, that's when I had to reach out to people who um, I know will give me an honest opinion, like my mother and some of my few friends, like let them in on what's going on, like, hey, I know that sometimes when you're in a relationship, you can't really see things. So I, not with everything and everyone, um, like I said, you have to be very selective of who you allow to um, know about your life. But I did reach out to some people for some advice, like my mother. And I said, hey, look at the situation because I know you'll give me an honest, honest point of view. Not because just because you're my mom doesn't mean you'll be on my side. And that's the one thing I, I appreciate about my mom. Um, and she laid it out to me straight and was like, Kelly, yeah, there's definitely something fundamentally wrong. Um, so yes, this conversation is great. And I hope whoever is listening to this, that um, you're able to make better decisions about who you're with and help you with the situation that you might be going through. So yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, hey, that's a really good Kelly. point. Go ahead, Gabe. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, Sometimes the, one of the best and most practical tools you can use is people you trust that are around you in terms of like knowing, you know, the topic being knowing when to go. Sometimes those people, that core group that you have that you really trust, that you believe are extensions of you, um, you know, could be very, very helpful into making those decisions if you're, you know, if you're on the fence about it. Um, in terms of uh, my last closing point, I wanted to touch on something you mentioned, Denise, in terms of uh, the divine relationship. And I think knowing when to leave relationships um, assists in divine timing. So I think a lot of times when you exit relationships, whether they are uh, romantic or otherwise, too early, maybe the lesson was to actually stick in it and um, gain some type of benefit. You know what I mean? Leaving a relationship too early, your blessing or the thing that you were supposed to get out of it wasn't able to peak. Right. Or sometimes if you leave a relationship too late, you know, months or years uh, um, past when you should have, again, your blessing could have been waiting for you at a certain point, but um, you arrived late. So it, um, pruning comes to mind when I think about exiting relationship. It's the notion of pruning the, the things that won't produce for us. Right. So if we have a plant or a bush or a tree, we prune. Um, if anybody's familiar with, you know, planting or gardening or anything like that, we prune so that we can have the most optimal experience for that plant. 
So if we think of our lives as a plant, pruning the individuals that won't give us the optimum experience is very, very important, but it's about the timing of it as well. So when you choose to prune and when you choose, maybe let, let, maybe let this branch grow and see, see what comes from it, what fruit comes from um, letting this branch grow or understanding, hey, um, the sunlight or the attention that I'm giving to this, um, like you said, Denise, with trying to speak to someone and then they're not really reciprocating, you recognizing like, oh, okay, this is something I need to prune, right? So I think in order to have divine relationships with people, you have to um, understand divine timing. And what helps you with divine timing is using that tool of disconnecting, right? And it's um, most positive aspect. Wow, Gabe, as always, wisdom, everyone, everyone, just great contribution, um, great contribution, great conversation. I just love it. I just love this. I, every time I get excited, I look at it, so I was like, this is my legacy. Oh my God, I envision all you guys here. And I'm just so grateful you uh, are definitely walking in purpose and being on this as well. So I'm appreciative of this relationship. Um, and surprisingly, some of you I've never even met in person yet. <laughs> so again, uh, timing and divide and all that. I'll close off by saying, you know, for me, um, what I did was to compare relationships. So I look look at one relationship, as you said, Gabe, you know, and after 30, 40 years, um, there's no fruit. There's no fruit. I'm always planting and you're reaping, but my garden is empty and it's dry. And then I look at even now, um, this particular last relationship I'm talking about, and you know something that I'll leave with you as a takeaway that was shared with me, you know, when, when uh, my friend called and said, hey, we need to see each other. And I said, sure. You know, one of the thing that she shared with me, she said, you need to understand or we need to establish that in this relationship, we are safe. And being safe also means that if there is something that I'm uncomfortable with, I want you to understand that I can share, I need to be able to share it with you without you believing that I am going to hurt you. Yo, when she said that, that was powerful. I was like, wow. She said, you ought to, we ought to have a relationship where we can trust each other to be honest enough with each other without hurting each other. And that was like powerful. I mean, just my, I'm looking at her like, girl, you don't even know how much I love you more. Because <laughs> Denise can be Denise when Denise wants to be Denise, okay? That other side of Denise can be real, real Denise. And just to be able to hear that truth from a pure place and a place that was saying, hey, while this may be so, we can build on this. So someone who is telling you something in a safe space to help you to become better. And I just so appreciate that. So in your relationships, if you're listening, you're wondering, you know, like Gabe said, like everyone said today, listen, you know, take some time and go back over this recording and really listen. We're not experts. We're not therapists. Uh, one of us is on our way to be so, um, but we do share from a space of experience, a space of um, divine interpretation, so to speak, and research and so on. So again, um, you know, do reevaluate your relationships know when to leave uh, timing is essence yes 
and evaluate and remember you, you, like Kelly said earlier, you know, you could be drowning. You can, when you, when you drowning, you can't take somebody else with you. And even when you come out of the water and go back for somebody, you got to be careful because they can pull you back, back down. So be careful. Even when they reach out and they say, Hey, it's been 10 years. Yeah, I get it. Cool. We can say hi, hello, and goodbye, but we can't go back to that same space. Reconciliation, um, forgiveness doesn't mean reconciliation in all cases. There's some things that just need to be left on the left and some things need to be left on the right. So again, we hope that this was a great recording for you. Go back and listen. Again, reach out to us at Jen's XYZ Podcast on all social media platforms. That means Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Come on, we want to hear you. We want to see those loves. We want to see those likes. Please do follow us on any platform that you listen to your podcast, go over to Apple. If you can't go over to Apple, you have a friend who has Apple, tell them to write a review, have them listen, have them share, download and save it to your library. And please also consider sponsoring us. What do you think about that? If you would like your business to be advertised, if you would like for us to highlight your accomplishments and have some people support you, consider sponsoring us and being on us, our program and we will advertise for you. If you would like more information about that, check the show notes. And until next time, thank you again for listening to Jen's XYZ Podcast. Thanks again, Sanchez, uh, Gabe, Suzette, Kelly with an I, and Kelly with a Y. I'm your host, Denise Hanks-Lawrence. Thank you and have a great day.